Mallory sending me fucking TikToks while I'm trying to do the pod. Don't watch your fucking She's, TikTok. <laughs> she, like, Marissa and her and me and Jensen are so eerily similar. It like creeps me out because mm. like that Marissa was talking about on Among Us the other day about how she was like, oh yeah, I'm always on TikTok. And Eric's like, yeah, fucking TikTok, <laughs> man. <laughs> I'm, like, TikTok. I'm like, holy shit. That was, that was eerie. That was so eerie. I swear to God, I just had that conversation yesterday. Yeah. Welcome back, everyone. This is a rainy night in Stoke. We're coming to you from a rainy night in Buffalo. I'm going to talk about match week five as well as delve into a little bit of match week six. Give you a breakdown of the game and then also introduce some new segments for you. We're very excited to get started, so let's make it happen. Yeah, I'm going to introduce our Kunt of the Week yeah. or Kunt for you if you're uh, <laughs> more inclined. Okay, so first, so do we want to go over, should we go over Everton Liverpool first or do we want to go over City first? Do we want to go yeah. over Villa I mean, first? What if we want to just, uh, uh, I think maybe just run over the, the full t- Full, full slate and, and see if anything that uh, I mean we don't have to list all the scores but any any of the other scores that popped out with us and then we'll yeah. go into the analysis I think that's a good idea okay so what was the uh, score lines what are we looking at yeah I mean uh, there was a, there were some pretty interesting games from this weekend um, a lot of draws uh, and a lot of more surprising draws I thought at least um, first zero zero of the season first zero zero of the season you know just as we talked about uh, offense being king we we got a zero zero from two teams that we have <laughs> very low on the table, if not going down. I have both of them going down. You do. Yeah, but yeah. I, I don't have Burnley going down. But you Poor know. decision. Uh, nil-nil draws, you know, boring. A uh, couple of interesting draws in there. Uh, we'll, we'll jump into Everton-Liverpool later. But, uh, you know, Chelsea-Southampton and, and then mm-hmm. uh, uh, Tottenham-West Ham were, were two very entertaining draws. Well, not if you're a fan of Chelsea or Tottenham, but right. If you're a neutral, if you're a neutral or or just you know a fan of the other team, obviously uh, that that was a pretty good game. Quickly, you know, I also want to mention Newcastle Man U. If you didn't watch the game, then you might think we're idiots for saying Man U is bad. If you did watch the game, then then you'd know then why you, we said Man U was bad. <laughs> exactly, and it was uh, you know one one until the 85th minute, and then. 87th, actually. 87th was the yeah, yeah, Jensen corrected me earlier, so yeah. I feel the need to correct you now. Yeah, yeah it's the 87th minute. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the, Bruno did have a, a gorgeous goal to make it 2-1, and then the other two. I, I mean, they were pretty good goals, but I think uh, the, the goalkeeper was definitely in, injured there, injured his groin, and I think they did, did make a difference. He couldn't really come out and close down. Yeah, and, I mean, Steve Bruce was being Steve Bruce. You'll always find that Steve Bruce is Steve Bruce, and it always works to the detriment of the squad. Right. Definitely not ideal when uh, Steve Bruce is your coach, but, yeah. you know, it happens. It was a sad moment in the group chat when that happened for our friend. It's like, we really thought, honestly, I thought they'd be in the championship earlier. So for them to still be in the Premier League is pretty good. Right. Yeah, I know. That, that, that is a bonus, though, at least, that they're in the top flight. Um, and I think they have, they have some good players. Uh St. Maxim just signed a, an extension, which is super exciting. Yeah, four seasons. I mean, I think that kind of <laughs> Newcastle dicks are hard. Kind of finishes up the the score lines that we 
thought were interesting besides the one that we're, we're going to go over more in depth, obviously, but also that the Tottenham West Ham game we talked about as a three, three draw that sucks. If you're Tottenham. Yeah. I, I legitimately turned the game off after they went up three, nothing last I was 10 like, minutes. I was like, well, I, f- I turned the game off at 30 minutes. I was yeah. like, they're crushing them. There's, there's no point in watching the rest of this. And, uh, you know, and then son gets off. I know he's an attacker, but I assume if you don't have, him on the field that's why you score you allow three goals because he is he is jesus on the field and you take him off and that causes problems yeah it it, it definitely hurts when you don't have someone on the pitch that can carry the ball 40 yards forward and right. get you completely to the other side of the pitch by himself yeah and just keep uh, that pressure on yeah i mean my personal philosophy is the best defense is a good offense that's true so. i mean you're up three nothing you gotta you gotta have a killer instinct get that fourth apparently because you're gonna have three <laughs> goals in the last fucking if you're a jose coach team then yeah yeah so uh tough for them that uh bad own goal from sanchez that was awful and then yeah. sanchez having a rough go of it early i mean obviously the the menu game you forget about because he because they won by so much but that was a dumb penalty to give up and now Scoring own goals, giving up penalties, scoring own goals, not not great. Yeah, did you see that um, Harry is not going to PSG? Yeah, I did he's not. not but, he's uh, not getting included in the squad. He didn't go with um, – so him and Cavani are both at – is still in England. Gotcha. Yeah. He's not hurt, right? Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. <laughs> Just a bum. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean – Chelsea Southampton. Now I've heard a lot about it, but to be honest, I didn't actually watch it. Um, did you see what everyone's been talking about with uh, Keppa? Because oh, Keppa's been Keppa. Yes, yes, I totally forgot about that. Um, I think I may have blocked it partially. Um, I, <laughs> actually, you know, I will. I will say there, there's a couple instances of this, but I, this is a very good example. Um, I think even though no one listens to our podcast yet, we still are jinxing everyone in the fucking world because Kurt Zuma had a joke of a of a goal or a mistake on the second goal that that Akepa obviously makes a, a bad play on it too but the second goal um for Southampton to let them get back into the game I think they actually drew 2-2 at that point or they made it 3-2 I'm not 100% sure um was just Zuma with a a shocker of a back pass and then Keppa runs out slides completely misses the ball and Zuma just starts walking back like, ah, oh, fuck. Like, I don't know <laughs> if he thought it was going to be in the back of the net, and he just gave up because it wasn't in the back of the net. They took several other slaps at it, finally get it in. Um, but Zuma, you know, was – if he would have ran right away, I think he would have got back in position. But he made a mistake and then didn't hustle back, which is which is bad. Yeah, that's um, not great. <laughs> it's not great. Just like that spike, not great. Um, yeah, I mean, I would still take Kurt – but that definitely doesn't sound encouraging. Um, so, any other any other things we want to get into? Uh, I mean, things? I think that, that covers the the non three games we're gonna go over. Fulham got a point. I'm pleased. Fulham got a <laughs> Fulham and Sheffield, two teams I have going down, yeah. got a point. Uh, <laughs> Much needed. Yeah. Um, the game today leads Wolves. Wolves won on a kind of a freak own goal. I thought Leeds really dominated the first half, but you can't let Wolves uh, hang around. So not not shocked by that result. Definitely, definitely not shocked by that. But sad for Leeds because you feel like they've had a lot of those instances so far this season where it's like, oh, we could have won, yeah, but we exactly. didn't. Yeah, and I mean, I mean <laughs> hopefully they're, that they're, doesn't come back to bite them in the ass. Right. They're so. they're a newly promoted team, so you can't feel too bad for them not winning. That's kind of what you expect. Um, but it definitely is is disappointing for their fans. 
I can't wait to live down here, dude. <laughs> I know that's completely out of out of bounds, out of left field, but holy shit, can I not wait to have yeah. my own fucking not, place? Not being in Lockport is, is ideal. Yeah, not being in Lockport, being able to like walk to the grocery store, right? Being able to cook my own food in my own apartment with like my own knife set on my own like cooking utensils. Tom's gonna be over all the time. It's gonna be ridiculous. Just feed him all the time. Yeah, and he's got Alexa now, so it's she's lives there i mean she she does but i i envision it to be where she's like oh great tom (laughs) will be out of the house for dinner i can do whatever i want get some reading in relaxing you know whatever she needs to do and it's like i get to babysit (laughs) i mean i think that 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 probably does happen every every time alexa goes out of town for the weekend or whatever he immediately texts me oh what are you doing this weekend (laughs) alexa's gone uh, so i need to find food oh okay like like that's my role now. Right. That's, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. I told him no enough times where he, right. he still asks me every time. But um, the problem is Mallory likes him. Right. right. So she, I'm gonna like joke and be like, Tom wants to come over for dinner, and she's gonna be like, I'll invite him. <laughs> be like, fuck you. She'll, that, she'll get over that fast. I don't think she spent enough time with Tom <laughs> to, to know if she really likes him. One weekend, she's like, he's never allowed here again. <laughs> he's, he's banned. <laughs> I have no idea why you're friends with him. Okay, so which of the covered matches should we talk about first? Do you uh, want to save most interesting for last? Say, you want, or you, you want to do most interesting first? I don't know. You want to just start with... Uh, we can start with Aston Villa, uh, Leicester. Leicester. I feel like that's the one we're, we're least likely to get into the most. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, that. it was definitely a really interesting game, though. Um, yeah. Very back and forth. I mean, the announcer said it was really tight for the whole match, but from my point of view, I I see from being an Everton fan, uh, a tight match where teams are playing cautious is very like um, it's like watching the old U.S. men's national team. It's a lot of side to side. There is no really uh, attacking runs. It's just like we'll put it in the midfield, we'll put it back out, put it in the midfield, back out, swing it. We'll we'll see what's happening. We're just right. seeing what's happening. But this was very up and down, very back and forth. A lot of, at least from from Leicester's side, it was very clinical. It was the whole team looked to be functioning well until it got to that final product. Um, There were definitely multiple chances that they had to put away a goal. Villa also looked good. But I would say they were they were less cohesive, and it was more more individuals that were were carrying the side up and down the up down the pitch. Specifically, Grealish, who was the main outlet for the most part of the game. Him and Barkley being on the same side of the pitch actually seems to work really well because Ross actually looks like he knows what he's doing and he doesn't panic. So I mean, it's Villa looks really good. I'm really I'm really impressed by Villa just in general, just the the style of play, the intensity, the skill level. I'm just I'm surprised. Yeah, I mean I feel like uh, Graylish is always uh, someone that's that's talked about as as a top player. You know, the theory was that if they went down, then he was going to go to like a team like Man U or another top six team. So. Yeah, there was there was rumors that Everton were interested in him yeah. if they went down. I mean they probably wouldn't have gotten him, but I was right. excited. Right. So they definitely um, I think you know he looks really good. He's he's looked good for a while, but he has um, some cast around him that that is helping him, you know, step up his game as well as, you know, they're they're playing well. Um, I think it was funny there were some reports this this week that he was on Ross Barkley for like 3 weeks prior to him signing. He was texting him. The one one I saw said he he texted and called him 10 times in the same day trying to get him to sign for Villa. So, you know, obviously is, is Jack Grealish the English me? 
So, so obviously they, uh, you know, they know each other, I assume from the national team. So that, that, uh, chemistry they have there is, is, is nice. And then crazy stat I saw was that Aston Villa, are the only team in the top five leagues. So Italy, Spain, uh, France, Germany, and England <laughs> to not drop points so far this season, which is insane i mean obviously there are four games in some of those other leagues are a little deeper but for the most part around the same range and yeah everyone's dropping points except for aston villa so king of kings king of kings yeah <laughs> champions league <laughs> not in it but well i mean if the big clubs were left up to it there there would not be their ability to get into the champions this league is true. so this is true yeah it would be banished fucking city and real and Barcal just wants that super league I mean, we we should probably talk about this. Should we do it? Should we do our country of the week after the games then? Yeah, I'm sure we do. That yeah. Okay. The so then next game, let's go next game. So I guess we'll do. Do we want to do City next? Yeah. You want to talk yeah, a little about can. City? Yeah. Uh, so Man City Arsenal. Um, you know the well, second biggest matchup of the weekend. Probably most people I think we're looking at Everton Liverpool as the biggest. But you know, two top six teams. Um, see Arteta come back and and face Pep was another interesting storyline. Uh, but yeah, they uh, City really did a, did a pretty good job of managing the game. Um, they obviously won one nothing. I'm uh, excited about the uh, defense looked looked good. Um, you know, Arsenal definitely had a couple chances where Ederson made some great saves. But overall, I think uh, City City had you know deserved to win that game. Um, if it was a draw, it wouldn't have been too upset as like a you know that was undeserved. But uh, they definitely didn't deserve to lose it. Um, the interesting, most interesting thing for me was, was the lineup I talked about last week, how I wanted to see who comes out at left back. I still don't know who came out at left back to be honest. Uh, it looked like, you know, in the beginning they showed, um, Cancelo out there, but then when I was watching the game, I didn't see him playing left back. Um, I saw him a little more central. And then if you look at the average formation, it looked like actually Ake was playing out as a kind of a left wing back almost, um, which is very interesting to see moving forward if that is something they're actually looking to do. Um, if, you know, if Cancelo is going to go back to, you know, against a different opponent, um, I think they kind of understand how Arsenal is going to play against them and are they beat them. 10 times straight now so it's it's a someone they have their number you know i'd be interested to see i don't think they're gonna have that same formation against liverpool um it'd be interesting to see if they if we do see when laporte's healthy again because he has another knock on his uh just a simple muscle injury um it'd be interesting to see if he plays central with diaz and then ake still goes out to left back which would be surprising due to the thinness they have at center back but wouldn't be a, I wouldn't put it past Pap, and I think you know left back is obviously more thin than center back uh, when you don't even have a starter. So yeah, um, you never really know what Pep's gonna do. I, I'm I'm interested to see how it turns out, but for City to have such problems at one position, seemingly continually, is just surprising when you look at how much money they've invested and how the scouting network works and the youth ranks are now starting to come up through with loans and stuff. Just, um, just generally surprised for me. I mean, it's it's difficult. It's a difficult position. I think having both, um, you know, Everton have had no problem filling left backs. <laughs> no, okay. I'm I'm just saying though. Realistically, yeah. Dinier costs how much? Twenty twenty five uh, million euros. Right. Do you think would you take 
Digne and his consistency in the city side right now? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. I okay. Think he, yeah. I mean, I and think... then there's also uh, in Cuckoo, who I would honestly trust to be a starter right now for Everton, and he is only 20, 21 or something like that. Yeah. Granted, I don't I think saying, he would play for City, yeah, but I'm just saying like left backs yeah. can be found. Yeah, I mean, of course they can be. But um, I was thinking more actually. I was thinking center back too. That they've been having issues replacing company but just the back in yeah. general um i mean it's just a diff i think it's a difficult position um for the style of play that pep plays though so you're not you're not just um you're not playing a, an out and out left back i, I think Digne is a good example of he would be very good in city system um but i don't know if they necessarily recognize that right away or you know they just couldn't get the deal done or they were never even looking at him i don't know but um they are very attacking backs without having as much coverage as certain where they do the, you know five at the back that you don't see that but you do see the right. wing, the wing backs wanting to get forward um, or the full backs so i think it's just a difficult position to, to have that much possession have that much time on the ball is difficult and you there's not as a ton of um examples of other teams that play that way so they have issue right. um i think they have With issue the figuring out you know if they're if they're gonna do the, the what pep wants them to right. do so how that translates essentially because yeah, pep, pep's not gonna play a, a way of soccer that fits his team he's gonna make a team that fits the way he plays soccer right so but yeah i mean uh the goal came early 25th ish minute uh, great cut in by Foden after a good break and a good pass from Mares to Aguero. Had a, gave him a lot of space. Aguero made the right pass to Foden. Foden cut in, uh, quality shot, good save by uh, by the keeper, and then Sterling was there to follow up and, and finish it. So pretty good back and forth game. Um, Arsenal did have their chances. I was really impressed with Saka. Um, he's 19 years old, so for him yeah. to, to play against City and to, and to play quite well at that uh, wing back position um, was was definitely uh, you know encouraging for for Arsenal fans. I would think um, he had he had two good chances and two pretty good saves made by Ederson. So um, you know I'd be excited if I was Arsenal watch, watching them. Or maybe that's maybe that's the left back I'm talking about. Maybe I want yeah. Saka now. So yeah. Um, yeah, overall, it was a good game. I, I enjoyed watching it. Um, quickly, do want to touch on the the incident um, with with Aguero um, and the lines woman. Um, died. Dom stated he had he hasn't seen it yet. Um, so I'm sure he'll see it. I'm sure you guys have seen it if you're on social media. It was a little. I mean, I don't think it was nearly as inappropriate as a lot of people are making it out to seem. I think it is definitely possible that Aguero was being um, patronizing or maybe even a little sexist. Uh, I don't know him as a person, so I'm not going to say that he was or he wasn't. Um, but the idea that he would never do that of his linesman, I think, is, is kind of ridiculous. There's there's pictures floating around now of him putting his hands on referees, which you should never do. should have been a yellow card. I don't think it was a threatening manner, which is what the letter of the law is in order for it to be a red card. But he should have been um, yellow carded. Interesting watching some of the, the talk on Reddit was absolutely ridiculous. The, the first uh, title I saw was Aguero grabs the back of the neck of the lines woman. And I'm like, that, that's a shoulder. I mean, he definitely gives her a little tug, which he shouldn't have done. I'm not excusing the action. I would like him to come out and apologize for touching her. Um, but I think the the overreaction is has, has been quite drastic as well. Interesting watching. I was watching the Man U game later, and 
Robbie Masto and uh, Tim Howard were talking about the incident and they kind of had the same opinion. Whereas there's, you know, it wasn't threatening, should have been a yellow card. It was definitely a little weird, but um, the only thing that I thought they missed out on was Robbie Musto was saying he wished the ref would have came over and talked to Aguero and that would have made him feel better. But if you watch the replay, she, the Lions woman very clearly gives the ref a signal with her, her hand and says, it's fine. Or, I, I'm not a lip reader, but I'm 95% sure she says it's fine, which doesn't mean that she wasn't uncomfortable. I'm sure she was, but that says to me that she signaled to her center ref. She doesn't think it yeah. should be a type of Exactly. Sending off offense. Exactly. Or even not even or a yellow card. I don't even need you to talk to him. I have it under control, basically. Right. And that, as a part of a ref team, you have to respect her in that position. And, um, you know, so I don't think the ref did anything wrong there. I'm sure he saw it, and I'm sure he was – it looked, at least from her reaction, it looked like he was on his way over, and she said, you know, I got it under control, basically. The other very weird um, thing I've seen is – He's yelling about a, a throw-in right before then. And uh, I've seen a couple comments on Reddit that normally you don't see uh, players yelling about a throw-in decision. Which is, Wait, what? Yes. Literally, they're like, normally they're much bigger decisions when you see them get in their face. I was like, are you... Have you do you not watch soccer? Like, like have you ever watch just not even let alone soccer, but just sports right, in general. Right. But especially like the amount of times I mean, I ref up to fucking like fourteen year olds and I got screamed at by players when you made a wrong call or coaches. Like the I've been kicked out point, of games for screaming right. at referees about pointing, wrong calls. Pointing the wrong direction on a throw in makes it seem like you fucking murdered their children sometimes. So like it definitely matters and the idea that Ref, that players don't yell at referees over that was just just made me think like okay well anyone making this argument clearly doesn't know what they're talking about like which like I said he should come out he should apologize for touching her should have got a yellow card for touching her for touching any uh, ref this should be an automatic yellow they came out I think they should change that rule you should be able to slap one referee <laughs> per season in the face if you think it is so deserved yeah I, I think that that should be the new rule I would be concerned about that just because of the force of a lot of these people. Are we are we talking a Rashford slap or are we talking a full out slap? I'm talking a full or, out slap. Full out, full out slap. <laughs> was it or is it Martial? Martial. Martial. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Rashford. You are a very good person. Uh, <laughs> I apologize. You're just you're the young man you for and I get you guys mixed up all the time. Yeah. I mean, if one of those slaps, I'll give you uh, because then the ref has to really go home and think about it. Like, wow. <laughs> It is five games into the season, and I fucked up so bad. That I, I already got, got a I slap. I already got my slap. I mean, okay, that get, makes he sense. Gets, he gets one slap all season, and he <laughs> used it on me. Wow, that must have been bad. Uh, you know, it's more about sending a message than it is about harming okay, the player. Okay, you know what? I've come around. I think, yeah. it, I think it should be a Martial <laughs> right. slap. That sounds really good. Because then it's just like, it's less physically demoralizing as it is just mentally just like a bomb that gets strapped on right, you, exactly. depending on what time yeah. it is. Yeah, I'm all about emotional abuse, not physical. Like, could physical you, abuse could, leaves marks. Could you imagine if, like, 93rd minute, you make a call wrong, right. and then one whole team comes <laughs> yeah. over and they uses just, their slap on you? They just walk down the line, you just get, like, a little... Instead of a handshake at the end of the yeah. match, it's just a... Yep. <laughs> Just little slaps, though, because you get if you get full out slapped by eleven professional soccer players, you could be in trouble. And you know, I don't want to have anyone injured. I can tell you from personal experience, a little CT never hurt anybody. Well, that's uh, <laughs> that's an opinion I do not share. <laughs> and, uh, it's also an opinion I don't share, but you know, jokes <laughs> are jokes. But the CT, uh, you know, gets to you sometimes. 
gets to me sometimes. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, so, I mean, overall, good game, good win. I'm happy with it. Uh, Arsenal, like I said, beat them 10 times straight now, so I, I kind of expect it, even though they are a big six team. But yeah, we'll, we're kicking on. Hopefully that, that's uh, signs of things to come. Aguero was back, got, got, got a good 60 minutes in, so hopefully that uh, he, he keeps up his fitness and um, we uh, start to get a, you know, a, a real pep, pep uh, side going again. Yeah, okay. Yeah, a lot of controversy this weekend. Yeah, yeah, there really was. Uh, that, that one, I think, uh, I don't know. It, it's funny to me because you, you think uh, a, a weekend like this, you wouldn't need to make up controversy, but people still, they still made up controversy. Right, they still so. find a way. Yeah, and, and always did, uh, find a way. The uh, FA or whoever I don't even know who it is at this point did come out and say there's there's not going to be any punishment for it after the fact. They didn't deem yep. it to be threatening, so it's you know, yep, is what it is. In the in the clear. In the clear, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I guess that just leaves us with uh, Everton Liverpool. Yeah, um, yeah. the first game and then and one of the most in, entertaining games of this the weekend. Yeah, it was it was it was a wild watch. Um, it wasn't exactly what I was expecting, um, but I guess I I didn't really take into account fully the flights and the time played that a lot of Everton players were going to play. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I should have assumed that James would get a full 90 in pretty much every match that he played. He only came off in the first Colombian match of the international break, I believe. So, I mean, he comes into the season, not a lot of fitness. Right. He's playing pretty much every minute save the the League Cup. Then you go away, you spend that, like, what, 12-hour flight getting back to South America? Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's... it's... <laughs> probably more than that right and then and then you end up playing three matches in a week week and a half two weeks about about a week about 10 days yeah 10 days two weeks and so i didn't really take into account how tired he would look he definitely didn't look as effective and ooh, once it got past the second the 45 minutes i mean he looked exhausted like any tackle he was making was just like he was just throwing his body at it to try to get in the way before we go. yeah we should probably talk about what happened at the start of the match well no actually i just i was thinking about that i haven't really thought much about that the international break stuff that's extremely interesting though because not only is he doing the 14-hour flights playing you know high intensity games for his country um and in this instance he's he's traveling across what five time zones yeah so you know the, the, the jet lag the jet lag they talk about it with you know nfl teams when they travel from east to west coast it's like the biggest deal in the world Apparently these yeah three hours yeah or these soccer players, um you know are, are in different countries is is pretty pretty wild to the 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 mental fortitude to come back and and play ninety minutes right away after yeah. playing you know ninety yeah because I mean you have to think about it, at least in in Everton's instance you have three players making that South American flight right you got Mina you got James and you got Richarlison and also they uh, I mean I bad at the conversion sometimes well what it was like a 12:30 game for Everton. Yes, it's five hours, hours ahead. Five yeah. hours, so yeah, so they're playing, they're playing an early morning game too. They're so, playing 7:30 a.m. Yeah, assuming they're still in their, you know, well, it Columbia, might probably it might be less. Be, I think it might be 6:30. Yeah. So like, yeah. if their their body's not adjusted yet, it's like they're playing at 6:30 in the morning, which yeah, I mean, it's they're like you're just crawling, athletes, crawling out of bed, hitting yeah. the hitting the pitch. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't even think about the jet lag. To be honest, I was just thinking about just the sheer amount of time stuck on a fucking plane, just hating my life. 
I assume there is a bit. It's a bit more comfortable for right, them as say, opposed to us. Okay, but yeah, I'm not sure their their uh, uh, flights exactly the same. But yeah, but it was definitely it was an interesting game from start to finish. At, at least <laughs> from from my perspective now, after having a little bit of time to unwind from the game, you know, if you don't get that offsides, even with the offsides, I think you still could have called a red on Pickford. Yeah, yeah. Um, and probably should have. That's um, that's the thing. I mean, the offside does limit eliminate eliminate your ability to call a penalty kick it doesn't eliminate your ability to give a red there for so. reckless play yeah. yeah but i guess from the explanation that was had from the premier league like right after the match or at halftime or something uh, they just kind of missed it yeah because yeah. they were paying attention to so many other things that they just didn't see someone's knee getting bent back the way that um <laughs> the way that van dykes did but basically my understanding of it was they were never checking for a red card they were checking for a penalty kick and since the first part of a penalty kick or any foul is that the ball has to be in play once they decided that it was offside the ball is no longer in play therefore there can't be a penalty kick and they just moved on Gotcha. So it was definitely disappointing. Um, I think an implication, uh, implementation of VAR. Mm-hmm. You know, if Michael Oliver walks over and somehow watches that and goes, ah, "I don't think it's a red card," then I think we're having a different discussion. But the fact that he didn't even get the chance to to look at it again is definitely um, disappointing for from a VAR standpoint. Yeah. And it's in a disappointing league for VAR so far. So. I yeah, and I. I understand that VAR is being a little bit better this season about having referees go over and actually right. look at what the call is going to be that they're changing, but it doesn't take that long to do. It really doesn't take that long to do, and them looking at the monitor to reaffirm their decision seems to be happening so much quicker right. than right. what the actual VAR referee is doing in the stands. And granted, that might be because he's also getting that advice from the right. VAR referee exactly. before he yeah. looks at it, but... I mean, I would just be so much more comfortable if I had the referee on the field who's going to be taking responsibility for that decision ultimately. I mean, it may technically be rest on the VAR official, but on the pitch, from the managers, the referee is going to have to deal with those decisions, and he's going to deal with the shit post-match. Yeah, yeah. So I really feel like they should be the ones to make that ultimate decision because they're the ones taking responsibility for it. And I feel like... Also, I feel like it gets done right more often when it gets done that way as opposed to using the VAR referee. I feel like the VAR referees just miss a shitload. Right. I mean, that's. I mean, the idea is that the VAR referee is, if, if they think something should be changed, the, the referee is supposed to go over and look at it. But I would be fine with anything besides offside because offside is is a factual statement. You know, I mean, all of these things are supposed to be at least somewhat factual. Right. There's definitely influence when it comes to fouls and and especially cards, you know, depending on your, your play style, or your refereeing style um, does affect it. So I think, you know, those ones, I don't understand why the referee doesn't look at more often. I get that you don't want to have a ton of stops, but like you said, it, it's quite quick as, as far as I yeah. see. So I would almost like the time, the amount of time that the, the referee stands there and waits for VAR to give them a decision. They could just walk over to the, right. the screen right away. Right, exactly. Like the, the amount of time that they wait for the decision, they could easily jog over and have been looking at it for five minutes. Right, exactly. And then you and then you say, you know, you sh- maybe the VAR referee looks at the same time as the referee, so they still get that advice. They just get it at right, and it's, looking at and it. it can be a discussion. Right. And oh, I'll look at this and look at this. Yeah, yeah. I I don't. I don't understand why it's been implemented the way it has, but 
I mean, I guess we're not we're not in the pay grade for those decisions, anyways. I guess I so, know. yeah. But I mean, the decision making of the the English Premier we should recently, we should be consulted. I was gonna say we I, should be I consulted. Think, I think we may be just as qualified, but based yeah. on some of the decisions they're making, so. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, obviously that that's the big story of the first ten minutes, and and, and Van Dyke has to go off. But um, what, what do you think about the rest of the game? Has quite an ACL injury, well, yeah. possibly going to be uh, out for maybe months and months. Seven to eight months is the is still the Oof. Liverpool put out a statement that did confirm he's having surgery, so he's yeah. pretty much done for the season. Yeah, so I do feel I do feel for him because he is he is an excellent player, and right. you don't want to see people go off when they really don't have to. Um, the rest of the match, it just, it really did seem to me like there may have been a plan, but Everton weren't comfortable or confident enough to stay with that plan. To me, it kind of looked like everyone was tired and just looked, it looked very disjointed. It didn't look like the Everton that I've seen the first four match weeks of the season. Um, there was a lot of loose balls. Allen lost the ball a lot, had a ton of fouls uh, before he got his first yellow card. He could have gotten a yellow card at multiple different points in the match before then, but so could a lot of players. Um, Ducore looked just all over the place. He was missing passes. He wasn't doing very great. Even James, I, I heard on my Everton podcast that I listened to, they were talking about how he still had a pretty good game as compared to the rest of the team. And I wouldn't even say that. I mean, he didn't really touch the ball for the first 30 minutes of the match. He got it on it maybe two or three times. But I guess maybe just because of what I've seen so far, my expectations are raised. But I think that now that I'm thinking about it, when you think about the time zone difference, the jet lag, the travel, like the playing another, you know, what? He played 90, he played 60, he played 90, so you're playing another 240 minutes of football. I think that he had a a good game for all of those things considered. But it definitely wasn't his best performance. It wasn't the midfield's best performance. Andre Gomez was awful he was actually pretty bad like couldn't stay on the ball uh wasn't making passes wasn't making simple passes um i mean it hurts for me to say but i would have rather seen gilfie in there after the first half was over or even after 35 to 40 minutes were over um but it was all in all it was a very interesting game to watch very up and down uh pretty liverpool dominated to be honest i mean they just looked fluid they looked like champions look and we looked like a tired team that relies on its starting lineup with this not as deep uh, not as deep as the champions obviously so it just you could see it over the course of the game there was a wearing down there was more i would say the the yeah this so the expected goals probably was quite quite a bit higher in the in the second half as opposed to the first half and um i to be honest i think we got away with one we got away with one, and I'm happy with the result. Yeah, I mean, I think the uh, the, the interesting thing is, um, obviously, the, the players did look tired, but I think the press from Liverpool did a lot, too. Because I think yeah. I think Gomez and I think um, Gomez specifically, they need a little bit of time on the ball and a little bit uh, more time than they were given all, all game. So um, definitely, you know, was like you said, I, I do think Liverpool, you know, really controlled that game pretty well but you know Everton played well and they, they took their chances um, they almost could have had another one obviously the yeah. pool probably could have too but that um, you almost got your correct your your prediction correct with Yamez with the, the cross to Richarlson they put it off yeah. the post or maybe Adrian yeah it was off it. the post yeah so um, you know it was, should, uh, should have been a penalty but whatever oh on that okay so that, that yeah you had, you had mentioned that there should have been a penalty and I 
uh, watched the replay after because I, I mean I watched some of the game, but I was at work at the same yeah. time, and I watched the replays, you know, just the highlights, and they no one ever mentioned it, so I wasn't sure. But that's the play where there you think where Charleston was brought down. Well, I thought he was brought back. Brought back. Like okay, he, yeah. he gets his head on the ball. Like yes, he gets a shot at goal, but the whole reason why he isn't able to get the correct angle to get technically the shot wasn't on goal because it hit post. It post. Yeah, yeah. So he would have been able to get shot on goal if he isn't tugged back and slowed okay. down. He's yeah. able to get that extra foot ahead to wrap his head around the ball and get the shot on target. Yeah, that wasn't. I wasn't uh, necessarily agreeing or disagreeing. I hadn't really watched it. I wasn't sure where you had mentioned because I know you had mentioned the announcers had agreed. Uh, it was interesting that you know none of the highlights or the uh, Rebecca Lowe when they were talking about the game after they, they hadn't mentioned the, the No, of course shot. not. It was just the, the red cards. Uh, yeah, because it, shot it, it has to be framed card. in a Liverpool-centric right. way. It has to be course um but yeah so i mean you're, you're happy with the 2-2 draw all yes right? i am happy with a 2-2 draw do we want to talk about our friend greg and how crazy he is i about liverpool I mean, or do you want to just leave that be no yeah yeah we can we can touch on it uh i mean i i don't know if it's just crazy about liverpool though i think it's kind of just you know his personality um he he, he thinks his opinions are facts so um but, but tell him or i i wasn't there for this but what 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 does he think pickford's uh, punishment should be it should be a retroactive 10 game ban and also it was assault so there probably should be some sort of police involvement in the matter which is absolutely absurd um i think both the, the 10 game ban and obviously assaults when you know there's no intent there. I don't think he. No, he's I mean, a goalkeeper there's... making a play. He sh- could have been sent off. Probably should have been sent off. But the idea that it's anything more than that, um, right, or he's, that he's not chasing someone down for 20 yards and then putting right. in some kind of crazy tackle where he could break someone's leg. Like it's a snap decision reaction right. where you're just trying to stop a ball from going in the net because that's what you get paid to fucking do. Right. Yeah. And uh, I mean, sim- it's similar um, thing. You know, two years ago um, it was now. Mane uh, goes up for a ball versus Ederson and kicks him square in the face. Um, and Greg was trying to argue with me that that shouldn't even be a red card. I'm pretty so. sure that made it to Mortal Kombat. Now, so it's very interesting. I, obviously, I don't think that was assault either. That was There was no intent no, there, no, but there no. doesn't have to be intent. If you if you make a play that, that's endangering an opponent, like kicking them in the face, then you get sent off. That's just how it works. So Right, and I just thought it was funny because when I first heard that, I immediately jumped back to Seamus Coleman's leg break Oh yeah, yeah. and how Neil Taylor got a two-game suspension for that. Right, yeah, two, two three games is, is two games. Normal. For just like, snapping right, someone's right. leg completely in half. Yeah, it's, if it's it's during the normal game of, of football, like your soccer, like you're not gonna get ten game bans. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, although honestly, Everton might not be that. They might be kind of hoping for a ten game ban for Pickford. Yeah, Pickford's so, been it, questionable. But although I will say he made some very nice saves. Yeah, but he still looked a little shaky with his yeah. handling. Yeah, so, his confidence his, uh, is definitely not a hundred percent right now. I just. Man, the the whole like Pickford over analysis, like the armchair psychology, right, like, right, right. it it is nonstop. And yeah. now and oh, now yeah. and now I don't just hear it in my Everton podcast. I listen to it in like regular mainstream well, stuff yeah, and I mean, announcers think, and things, and it's just yeah. so annoying because, because it's like let the kid play. Right. I think because Everton are doing so well, they have that increased media and attention. He's on number them. one, and, exactly. So um, it's absolutely absurd. Uh, you know the the discourse around him is very weird um yeah i think that's just part of being english and in england so 
a couple other points I want to touch on, on from the game is uh, one um, I was correct about Trent Alexander Arnold. Uh, oh yeah, the, got the second goal. Fucking toasted. Yeah, that second goal so was hundred percent his fault. Oh, awful defending. He had the position. He had it totally under control, and he just didn't run. Like it was nope. wild. Yeah, he just uh, it was like just like quite a slight jog. Right, and uh, and you know that that led to a two-two draw. Um, so that that's unfortunate for them. I don't. I didn't think he was going to get benched before. I definitely. I don't think they can bench I, him now. Yeah, because, really can't. I mean, Gomez. What you you're going to have play Gomez and and Matip. Uh, Matip. Matip. Um, and then you have uh, Fabino drop back. Besides that, they don't have anyone. Could you imagine? Because then it'd be Gomez to out, and then it'd be Matip and Fabinho. Fabinho. Yeah, yeah, I was sorry, Fabinho. Yeah, Fabinho. So Fabinho, Matip, and then Gomez out on the right with. That'd be weird, yeah, I mean, and I don't think I don't think Fabinho would be good at that. Yeah, he he did. He played I think a game or two last season, but he's next to Virgil, so it, he looks a lot better. Obviously. Yeah, that makes a big difference. Um, so I, I think it's definitely a, a tough go for them. I think they they still are going to challenge for the top. But oh yeah, I think, oh yeah. Um, Van Dyke being out definitely is, a big is blow. really bad. Yeah, yeah, definitely. big they, blow. I don't think they've ever really had a pairing. Um, for maybe for a game or whatever i'm sure he rests sometimes but i don't know when the last time i've seen like a gomez matip or a gomez he's he's played the last 70 and change matches for right exactly so So. it's going to be interesting to see what they do all these players that look you know look decent they look decent next to him so it'd be interesting to to see how that kind of gels and, and and what happens going forward you want to talk a little bit about the the offside decision at the end? Oh yeah, that was wild. Um, it, well, from the angle that everyone was given for the majority of the time, it does not look like it's offsides. And as an Everton fan, I can fully and readily admit that it does not look like it's offsides. But you also have to understand that the angle that you're looking at it from is not a direct side to side angle. Right. So it, it you're also 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 when I was watching the match, there was another camera angle that was shown where it did look like it was legitimately offsides, but that camera angle was only shown one time. And then they only strictly showed the overhead camera angle going forward. It was a camera angle that was more like down the sideline Mm -hmm. camera angle. So, I mean, VAR referees get more angles than us. So I would, I would like to trust that they got it right, even though they've made so many mistakes already in the last two seasons. But I, I mean, I was just shocked. I was so upset that I had right, to walk right. away from my computer because yeah. I was cursing and just like motherfuckering like Sam like Sam Jackson. Sam right. Jackson? Sam yeah, Jackson. Sam, Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson. I, mean, I don't think I've We're, ever heard him call We him. are really close friends. Yeah, Samuel so. L. Jackson. But, yeah. Well, uh, I call him Sam. Just call him Sam, right? Sammy boy. Um, yeah. No, it definitely looked weird. Um, I mean, like, like you said, I want to trust that they got that one right because – that that would be a very weird one to get wrong. Um, yeah, that like it just doesn't look right. Because if it, I mean realistically, how are you making that call the other way unless it absolutely is that? Yeah, I mean it's like, it's uh, we talked about it last time too that that Sterling one where he's six inches off sides or something. So it could, it could be something or six centimeters. I mean, yeah, could be something like that where he's barely offside. I heard uh, that it was started, because of the shirt sleeve. They started drawing lines and shit. Yeah, yeah, but that I mean. Your, you know, your your shirt sleeve, your armpit is. They do count the armpit for whatever reason. You technically can score with your shoulder, and that's why they count it. But it's a bit odd. Uh, but it, it's consistent, so you know, I, I you can't be too upset um, if it's gone your way before and it's not this time. So, 
Yeah, definitely yeah. a weird game. Uh, definitely a, a crazy just, way to start your morning. Just to hear Liverpool fans bitch about VAR is just really right, funny. Right. Like, I, I, I can't take them seriously because they get so many calls. That'd be Man United complaining about, like, a penalty not going their way. It's like, oh, that's funny. Like, you mean the team that gets more penalties called for them than any other team in the world? Yeah, right. that, that's that's hysterical. Yeah, no, it, uh, it's definitely, uh, you know, I good way to start your your day um i mean for you it worked out with a draw i thought it was uh i don't know if i'm confused or is there are they changing the match schedule well there was three o'clock game on saturday and a 215 for u.s yeah. eastern time like a 245 or 215 yeah, on so sunday it's definitely yeah. interesting um you know it seems like i can watch soccer all day now which is not not a complaint in any way just you should 1230 used to be the, the latest. Uh, I think they probably changed it due to the fact that you can't have the fans at the stadium. So right. they're trying to get as many people to spend that 1495 pounds right. on the on the match as they can in yeah. England. So they're trying to spread it out all throughout the day. Yeah. That yeah. would be or, my or thought. Or get more games on TV. Because I think, yeah. like, like, Man U Newcastle, I think maybe was... Televised, I assume. Yeah. It was a two. It was a three-pack I mean, game. Which is every weird, every but. single match is televised in England. It's just whether or not you pay for it. They're only showing oh. one match now, per per time though. per time slot. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So you, if you get more time slots, you're yeah. televising more before the pay-per-view. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's I just, guess that's, that's that's numbers. Like, no, I, but, but like, but if you think about it, if someone wants to watch two different pay-per-view matches and those matches are overlapping. Maybe they don't buy the second pay-per-view because it's not spread out enough for them to get the whole match. So you're spreading it out so that you still get more pay-per-view buys. Yeah, it could be, but like the the Man U Newcastle game, there were no other. That that's the one that was weird to me. It was three o'clock on a Saturday, so that's yeah. like eight p.m. on a Saturday in England. That is not normal, and it was. I mean, Newcastle's a big watch it, right it now. It was, uh, you know, so it was the only game on at that time. So I don't know if they did that in order to. I don't know if they're doing that moving forward or if that was kind of just a weird thing. I, I was just curious. I didn't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I would imagine they're do, they'll probably do that going forward if they're keeping that same pay scale. Right. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we're we're through. I think we, you know, gave our breakdown of the games, kind of what happened and, and the score lines ended up, gave our opinion uh, about, uh, about the games. But I uh, want to introduce you to our first uh, weekly segment, um, which is going to be our cunt of the week. Um, so this is a segment we're going to do during every review pod um, and, and talk about someone, you know, in the in the game of soccer who's being a real cunt, basically. Uh, in- introduce the segment, go come in with a bang, let's let's double it up. We are going to talk about uh, the, the cunts of the week, yeah, um, which plural. are... Which are uh, the Glazers, the owners of Man U, and I don't even remember what's Liverpool. It's, it's it's pronounced Glazers. Glazers, okay. And yeah. there's there's like a consortium for Liverpool, but I mean, I, I we you. have to we definitely have to target the majority shareholders because this is in no way LeBron James's fault. Let's see here. <laughs> Who are the owners for Liverpool? I think it's like a consortium, isn't it? I don't know. Fenway. That's right. It's the fucking Fenway Sports oh, Group. Right, of course. That's yeah, why yeah. they're cunts. Yeah, yeah. It's Boston. I knew that. Um, yeah. So the the uh, Fenway Sports Group and the the Glazers um, are our cunts of the week um, for the ridiculous EFL um, bailout proposal. Quote unquote. Right. That was, <laughs> yeah, I forgot. You can't see air quotes. They were there. Um, <laughs> that really, you know. I don't know. Was was a complete power grab, um, completely disgraceful to, to the game. It's a joke. Um, you know the the idea that we're gonna 
you know, cut down the size of the league, I think is, is a mistake. 18 is not enough, especially when we see teams like Fulham, Leeds, Wolves, you know, doing well in, in the Sheffield, doing well in the Premier League. I don't want less championship teams coming up. I, I love it. I, I like the, the underdog yeah, story. It's, so. it's part of the magic of the of the league. Yeah. I mean, having having those underdogs come up and through and having them have a chance like Leicester, that's part of the magic of, of, of it all. Like that's what that's what any team would dream of. Yeah, so I mean they definitely they I think um from the, the Glazers that their their idea is, you know, eighteen divided by or whatever the T V deal is yeah. divided by eighteen is more money for them to take out of the club. So yep. um, definitely, you know, just a shitty thing to do and, and they held they held the EFL teams hostage basically. They they yeah. need a bailout. I don't disagree with that. But the idea that you're going to give them a bailout by taking all power away from them and you know, teams that have been in the league for, for several years or multiple years that aren't gonna you know, meet that criteria of being the top nine, you know, right. only nine votes. Right. So like wolves who just made Europe, yeah, you know, right. they're not going to be in it. Right. And, yeah. you know, so I think it was the big six, Everton, Southampton, Southampton. and West Ham. Yeah. So it's like the longest serving members of the league. Or right. So the whatnot. idea, you know, the idea that teams that are, that are playing well and teams that have been, Burnley is, is a premier league team. I don't, I don't think anyone really thinks of them any differently than that. No, it's been yeah. a while, but it's not long like enough. Five, six years. Yeah. Now? So the idea that, um, you know, they, the worst part of it to me is that they cut it down to nine and then you give them, you know, the, it's just a majority vote. So six, six teams can make the decisions, which the big six yep. could make every decision going forward. And I think that's just, you know, a mistake. Yeah, because it's like you take that one step and then as soon as you take that one step, they can take it wherever they want to take it. So right. it's like it's as soon as you see that, you you see any kind of leverage or power in negotiations for anything in the future. It's yeah. just completely and, gone. I mean, the big six have a lot of power as it, as it goes. Uh, yeah, so already. It's, like, it's yeah. like and they make a ton off a TV deal. Like the championship makes like nothing in comparison. Right. Like the... What they would even have to do bailout wise wouldn't even be near two hundred fifty million pounds to probably bail out the EFL this season as it is. Right, right. But they—that's—I mean—that's what they offered. Yeah, that's like the oh, like we we hope you just read that two hundred fifty million and then just stop the reading there because they're basically holding you know holding the rest of the league uh, hostage (laughs) due to the pandemic, which is. Do you think that the EFL chairman gets like 50% of that yeah, 250 off yeah, the top? Or? Must have been. It was, it was uh, disgraceful from him as well. Um, and then the, the other... And then to be defiant about it. Not right. only to like support it, oh. but then like when people call your bullshit to be yeah. like, no, 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 it's not bullshit. And, <laughs> and the idea that, you know, everything's on the table as if, um, you know... M- Man U or Liverpool are going to leave the Premier League in order to to join the EFL. Technically, is a different division. Um, if if this deal doesn't go through, it's like right. First of all, I don't think the rest of the league is that upset. I mean, they're obviously upset if Man U leaves, but like you're such a cunt at that point that like I think you let them walk, right? Right. Like, yeah. Nothing. I'm not going like, to. I'm not going to fold. You're big, but you're not bigger than the league. Right. Exactly. No one. Yeah. Exactly. I think that I think Man U and, and Liverpool would find out pretty quick that French style league is not going to work. In, right. In England. And and like technically, wouldn't the EFL also have to get a majority vote from their owners for the EFL to even allow that join, or is it just the chairman in charge? I mean, we don't know the technicalities. Say, to of be it. honest, I don't know about that. I don't. I think but, it was such a you would you would you would assume that it wouldn't be as easy right. as just 
yeah, they're coming. Right. And and why would like the idea that they threaten that when I I think it's absolute nonsense whether you're going to give up the TV deal for the Premier League like bullshit you're going to do that. Right. Um but you know Yeah, we don't that, want that 50 to 100 million pounds a year. The one the one part of the deal that I did find semi interesting but also bullshit at the same time is the um the third place team playing or the third through fifth or whatever playing like a playoff with the third last team in um the premier league mm-hmm. which is how they do it in germany yeah and it seems interesting um on face value but if you look at germany it's just the third last place team never goes down so it's not right. it's not interesting yeah it's not um, it's not fair in any kind of way exactly. to the teams trying to get promoted right it's, it's just basically you know because this... they don't have the talent they they need that 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 con- that money influx from the the, the TV deal to make the signings to be able to compete in the Premier League in the first place. Right, exactly. The I mean, only, they're close. Yeah. The only but... chance it would it would even happen is if like you know you have a team that recently went down and then a team that was just promoted or like third last or so like they... Wolves who had new owners that came in and were pumping in Portuguese talent. Right, like right. I mean maybe that would have turned out well for them. That but... could yeah could I guess. Um, but I think but it depends who was third last. They're more the exception yeah. and not the rule. Right. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was an interesting wrinkle that you know really didn't mean anything, especially if you look at it in practice. But it's a cool idea, um, right? Not not worth the bullshit. But. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not against rethinking how you do promotion relegation in that kind of way, but I mean, it, it's it, when you're doing it as part of a complete power grab, it's that's where you lose me. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely disappointing um to see that that level of power grab and and greediness and it was shot down very quickly so i'm excited excited about that um Mm -hmm. but yeah same so yeah everton seemed to be the good guy club recently i was gonna say they do a lot of good things in the community uh, like they do a lot of good things within the league for the homeless for the mentally ill so Mm. i don't think they would fuck over it yeah no i I forget uh the athletic piece i did see it was everton the spokeswoman for Everton and, and someone else who really just were like, all right, guys, we can't fucking do this. <laughs> and, and everyone kind of listened. So good, that's good. good on them. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Leading the way, baby. We're leading the way and we're leading the league. That's yeah. how we do it. Right. Well, that's how Everton does. Yeah. No, it does not how they do. Yes. Or at least not since I've been alive. I was going to say you're not leading the league. You are leading the league, though. You're, you're correct. Yes. Yeah, technically. I forgot. For now. And Villa has a game in hand. Yeah. So. Yeah. For like, like I said, for, for now. For now. Yeah. <laughs> Who's uh, Villa playing next? I don't think they're playing anybody difficult. I think they have. We have United in a few matches. It's but. it's interesting you say they're not playing anyone difficult because they played the defending champions last week and they fucking crushed them. So <laughs> last game, I should say. So they're playing Leeds. Leeds. Oh, that'd be a good game. I'm, Friday, I'm three p.m. No, oh, Friday. That's disappointing, but it's still it'll be a good game. <laughs> I'll give you updates on it yeah, while you're at work. I I have my I, today during the Leeds match. I had my phone up and just playing. So nice. can't have the sound on, but I I watch. Right. Um. Yeah. So I mean. Interesting, uh, interesting week so far. I mean, well, yeah. so far it's a whole, the whole thing's yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, interesting uh, week. Interesting season <laughs> so far. Uh, definitely an interesting week. And uh, I don't think there's really anything else we need to talk about. I don't think so. Well, thanks for listening to this pod, everyone. That was episode four of A Rainy Night in Stoke. Uh, we hope to hear you. Uh, hear you. We, we hope to have you. Uh, you hear us. Yeah, we hope to have you back listening to the pod later in this week. Mm-hmm.